0: Hey, hey, welcome to Selling with Sandra. My name is Sandra Carter. I'm a commercial real estate agent and I've been in the game for over 20 years. So I want to teach you the habits, the tricks, the tools and the hacks to be exceptionally good at selling in whatever field you're in. I'm here to unlock the secrets of successful selling and share the habits that separate the pros from the rookies. So buckle up because we're about to take your sales game to a whole new level. Whether you're a seasoned pro or you're just getting started, you are in the right place to supercharge your sales skills. Let's dive in, folks. Hey, hey, Million Dollar Agents, it's Sandra again. Welcome to Episode 45. We are now in July. It's a brand new financial year and... I wanted to talk about something that's nothing to do with sales directly, but it can affect the way you perform on a bigger picture. Now, right now, there's a bunch of people doing what we call dry July, which is where you don't have any alcohol for the entire month of July. Now, I haven't had a drink of alcohol, not a drink, not a sip, not a drop since October three and a half years ago. So I'm coming up to my year four, this October the 14th. That's my anniversary date. Now, when you're looking at the last financial year, you can pretty much get a snapshot of how you're traveling. And I've said this before, sales is a full contact sport. Commercial real estate, even more so. It is a full contact sport. You need to have your game on. And for me, the best way to do this was to not drink alcohol. Alcohol was a absolute ball and chain around my neck. Now, I'm not going to say the a word, but I come from a long line of people that have issues with drinking. My grandmother, who I love dearly, she died of cirrhosis of the liver. My father, he's in full care, all completely alcohol-related health issues now because drinking was just part of the normal thing to do in our house. We always had parties at my house. My parents were the G&T at five o'clock kind of parents, and it was just normal for us. And as an adult, this behavior became normal in my life as well. And really, when you think about it, drinking alcohol is kind of a funny thing to do because it's ethanol and we're drinking poison and we've made it socially acceptable to do this. So when, so now, three and a half years down the track, when I think about drinking alcohol, I'm like, why? But I'm not trying to stop you drinking alcohol. I'm saying to you, if you have a problem with it, then there's something you need to do. If you are drinking heavily socially and you don't think you've got a problem, but you're just not comfortable with what you're doing, that's another thing too. But if you try and stop, I want you to see the difference. Now, there's a lot of good reasons why you should stop drinking alcohol. I'm going to give you eight excellent reasons to not drink alcohol. And you might want to do this for a month. The optimum number of days to quit is 90 days because if you can stop for 90 days, then you pretty much got this under control. If you can't not drink alcohol for 90 days, my friend, you have a problem. So for me, drinking alcohol was a slippery slope. I'm boots and all with everything I do. And so I can't just do the 90 days. I've got to do none. One drink was never enough for me. So I just can't have the one drink. I just can't have the first one because I'll end up having the bottle. And I think a lot of people have the same struggles with alcohol because it is so socially acceptable. It's not terrible to be seen with a glass of wine in your hand. Smoking less so. When you see someone with a cigarette in their hand, a lot of people are questioning why you would do that because the health uh, implications are so great and the cost to our society is so great. Alcohol is exactly the same. Now, if you have a look at what happened in COVID, the percentage of alcohol sales went up by about 40%, but so did the domestic violence rates. So there's definitely a correlation between alcohol, domestic violence, health issues, and for you personally as a salesperson, your performance is going to be affected without a doubt, especially if you're in borderline problem drinking. So what are some good reasons to stop? The first one, it improves your health, just like basic stuff, improves your organs, your liver health, improves the health of your pancreas. If you, The longer you quit, the better you get. So I'm turning 50 this year and I feel the same way I did when I was 30. I feel good. And when I was drinking... You know, I'd wake up and we'd be drinking through the weekend, and I'd wake up on Monday morning. It causes anxiety as well. So I'd have a meeting to go to. I'd be hungover and I'd be like, why did I do that again? But it was a slippery slope again. So I just had to stop doing that. Now, the second thing it does, it enhances your mental well being, and this is including your anxiety. It also helps your overall mental state from things like clarity, uh, emotional resilience, memory, stops the mood swings alcohol can cause depression, anxiety, irritability. It can it it does not help any of those things. So if you're susceptible to depression, or mood swings, or any of those mental health issues and you're drinking and you think the drinking is making it better, I'm telling you now it's not. It's actually magnifying those things big time. So if you're serious about your sales and you're serious about your performance, You know, just the fact that your mental well-being is being affected, it's going to affect the bottom line. It's going to affect your capacity to perform. Let's face it, sales is a tough game in the first place. Making it tougher for yourself by not having a clear head is just a pointless thing to do. You may as well go and get a job where you can clock on, not think, not have to be on your game, clock off, get paid, happy days, you're done. Anyway, the third thing that not drinking alcohol does, it improves your quality of sleep to no end. Nothing disrupts a good sleep like alcohol. I don't know if you've noticed this, but if you've had a big night, you'll often wake up at two or three o'clock in the morning. And if you don't do that, you'll wake up feeling like you haven't had any sleep at all anyway. So it's not good quality sleep. And if you are trying to get to sleep without drinking alcohol and you usually drink to your Blacked out, or you usually drink till you fall asleep, you're going to have trouble falling asleep because your body, your blood sugar level is going to be all over the place. So, once you have the alcohol out of your system, you'll be surprised at the quality of sleep you're getting. And that's going to imp- improve your performance in everything you're doing in life. Now, number four is financial savings. How expensive is it to drink alcohol? Thousands and thousands of dollars you'd be spending a month. You know, and that even on a weekly basis, if, if you worked out what you actually spent and h- how much the alcohol in your cupboard's worth, even if you've got it in there, it's, you know, you can say, think of something you want to buy. Have your 90 days, think of something, work out what you're spending on alcohol, put that money aside and do something better with it, buy something nice with it, do a course with it, improve yourself rather than destroy yourself. Now, the fifth thing that refraining from drinking alcohol will do is re- improve the relationships with your friends and family to no end have you ever had one of those mornings where you've woken up and you know you've said something you can't quite remember what it was but you know it wasn't good now those sort of things were happening to me more frequently and I was like I could always tell by the way my husband's body was positioned as to whether I'd said something I couldn't unsay or not and I'd have to ask him what was it so, you know, it was it was definitely a bad place for me. And once you're in a clear mind and you're accountable and you can remember everything you've said, you can't make those mistakes and you, you're very careful about what you say. When you're drinking, your inhibitions are left and that includes the inhibitions that you would normally have in check to stop hurting people around you. Or to be able to look someone in the eye and, and connect with people and be your authentic self rather than if you go into a meeting and you're hungover and you're not looking people in the eye because you don't want them to know that you're hungover. People are going to start to trust you too because you don't get as forgetful, you're making appointments, you're remembering what you're saying, you remember what you're doing, you're, you're more efficient because you're not fuzzy-headed you're not hungover and you're not unreliable. You're on point because you're so clear-headed. Can you imagine what that being like that all the time means? So if you've ever forgotten something because you were so hung over and you didn't write it down and then you have the cold horrors of you get a phone call and someone says, hey, I'm here, where are you? You've got a problem with alcohol. I'm telling you now, I've got the T-shirt. Forgot that meeting again. Back says problem with alcohol. Need to stop. So number six is the increased productivity. So obviously alcohol is going to negatively impact your focus, your motivation, your productivity, just from all the other things I've told you it's doing to you. So if you're more clear, you're going to be more productive, bottom line. I get the same, how am I going to word this? I get two days in one now. So for the time I used to have, when I was relying on alcohol more. I wasn't getting, I was probably getting a six hour day. Now I'm getting a 12 hour day at the minimum. I start at five o'clock in the morning and I'm still on my computer till about 30, 10 o'clock at night, most days. So that was not happening when I was drinking. I was trying to get on my stuff I had to get done, done by five o'clock in the afternoon so that when I started cooking dinner, I could open the bottle of wine and have my first drink while I was cooking, not trying to take over the world because I was it was controlling my life. It was about the 5 o'clock glass of wine. If anybody rang me after 6 o'clock at night, was I going to answer the phone? No way in hell. So three and a half years ago, things were very different don't get me wrong, I was a high-performing drinker, high-performing alcoholic. I could still get more done than a lot of people and I was still making good money. I just have taken that to such another level that I want I want you to understand that to get to that point where you're making silly money, you need to do you need to make sure you're on your game. And if drinking is a problem for you, it's going to be in your way. And that's really what I want to address. I can see the culture is still the binge drinking. We're Australia, right? We're drinkers. I mean, I don't think we're the worst in the world, but we're not great. We are definitely not great. And I hear it on the radio and they glamorize it. And I hear it, you know, on the news and that, you know, there's it's all about the beer and Australia Day is all about drinking and then the barbecue and the beer and. And, you know, I see funny memes on Facebook about wine o'clock and, you know, women drinking straight out of the bottle and they've glued a glass to the top of the bottle and you know, there's one with a this week I've seen a guy with drinking a beer and it's got bubbles in the top and it looks like the beer's smiling at him and he's like, I wanted to quit alcohol, but it it loves me so much. Look, it's smiling at me. How could I give how could I say no to that face? So don't be sucked in by things like that that try and normalise drinking alcohol and like, well, everyone else is doing it. Have a look at what you're doing. Have a look at your performance. Have a look at your, how much money did you make last financial year? How much profit did you make? Talk to your accountant, work it out. And if you aren't blown away by your own own performance, have a look at what else is going on. And if alcohol is a big part of your life and you can see, yeah, if I, if I had put, you know, If I had a clearer mind, if I had put more effort in, if I had completely focused and been on point, how would my performance have been? So interesting. One of my clients said to me the other day, and I know he doesn't listen to my podcast, he's like, how do you stay so thin? And I was like, I said, well, I've got nine horses and I, you know, they keep me busy. But this fella, he was, he liked his beer and I could tell he liked his beer from his the way he was put together. I'm trying to be polite. And um, I didn't want to say to him, I don't drink alcohol because that's improved my health dramatically. And I don't even have to think about my weight because I can metabolize things now and I'm not storing kilos of sugar like I used to. Anyway, number seven, it's personal growth and and self-discovery. And being able to look yourself in the eye and having a deeper understanding of yourself and working out what your values are and working out what you really want to do in life. And the other part of that is being able to cope with what happens in your life. So your life's more pur- purposeful and meaningful. And, you know, if something's going wrong, often people drink alcohol because something's gone bad. Someone has a bad day, often the go to is have a drink oh, I need a drink, I've had such a bad day. Uh, Yeah, that's not going to make the day better and it's not going to make the problem that made the day bad go away. The best way to handle that now, and I find there's not too many problems that pop up and I go, oh my God, I need to do something about that. Uh, You know, I can handle it. I go, okay, let's break it down. How are we going to manage it? Tackle it head on. Don't put my head in the sand. Don't bury it. Don't not deal with it. Take it on for what it is. And it just makes the problem so much smaller. When you drink and try and forget about it, when you wake up, not only is the problem still there, you've got a hangover, you cannot figure out how to solve it, you cannot feel, figure out how to deal with it. So you're losing that capacity to get control of your life and you're using that cap- capacity to manage the the problems that are going to come up. And in sales, they come up all the time. And really, and I've said this before, we are problem solvers. If you are drinking your problems away, you're not going to be able to solve those problems and you're not going to be able to think about solving the problems you need to solve to be a high-performing salesperson. So that's where the clarity comes into it again. So you want to be just so present in everything, problems or no problems. And it's going to make you enjoy the no problem times so much more. It's, it's the pink cloud syndrome, I think they call it, where you wake up without a hangover and you think, wow, I feel so good. And it's something that you just keep living with every day. You don't wake up and you never feel bad. How good is that? Anyway, the last thing I wanted to say about it, number eight, setting a positive example. I think this is the most important thing for me because I've got two little people that watch everything I do. I've got my 11 year old son telling people he wants to be a real estate agent, which is, you know what? I'm thinking I'm higher, my darling, but I'm proud that he wants to be like me. But what else are they doing? They're watching everything I'm doing. So they were watching me drinking And now my daughter, she tells other people that wine is poison and alcohol is poison, which is kind of cool because I want them to really think about it. If they're going to do that and they're going to try it, they're always going to have that in the back of their mind because they're like, well, mum stopped and didn't it change her life and our lives and it made such a difference. So whatever you're doing, if you've got kids, they're, they're watching you. You're leading a positive example by either not drinking in front of your kids, if you're going to drink, or if you stop drinking and you explain to them why and how much better you feel. And I do this with my kids. I'm honest with them about it. And I tell them why I don't drink. And I tell them, you know, what alcohol can do to your body. So that's really the biggest thing for me was to break the chain. Again, a long line of alcoholics in my family, mother, grandmother that died, father that's not in great form. And, you know, my husband's father still plays tennis, whereas my father's in full care and he drank like a trooper. And I guess really that's the big picture, isn't it? Because if you don't look after yourself, the last years of your life, you know, you say, oh, I'm going to go out sideways with a bang. Yes. But what does that look like? That looks like not being able to swallow your food. That looks like, you know, having alcohol related dementia. That looks like wetting yourself at the table on Christmas day. You know, the Having an alcohol-related disease later in life, compared to being able to be independent, walking around, driving a car because you've looked after yourself—big difference. I know how I want to go out, and it certainly isn't the same pattern that my parents' parents set up. So this is the thing I want to—you know—I'm in self-preservation mode now. I don't want to do things that are going to make me age faster. I don't want to do things that are going to make me have a horrible twilight year years. And I want to have those years. I'm going to still be horse riding. I want to be playing polo when I'm 70 years old. So that's my ambition. I want to be well enough to do that. And drinking was just not going to let me do that. So here we are. Anyway, that's a wrap. My name's Sandra Carter. I'm a commercial agent. You can find me on LinkedIn, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook under Sandra Carter Commercial Agent. And I've got some exciting news that I will be announcing in my next podcast. So if you're interested in getting into commercial property, you should really tune in and listen to episode 46. Anyway, that's it. Keep selling hard. You know what? Try and stop drinking for 30 days, 60 days, 90 days or forever and smash that glass ceiling. (laughs)